Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we're back with TGIF. Happy Friday. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. And later on the show, we have your Super Bowl weather forecast with Fox weather meteorologist Keanu Lewis. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds and our special guest co-host for the week, Armand Wiggins. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Claudia? What's going on, everybody? I'm so excited to be here. Last day. (laughs) I'm going to miss you guys, but I'm ready to get into some things. We (laughs) Are you guys drinking today? Absolutely. I I brought out an old favorite i have crown royal vanilla <laughs> so mates that might be a before your time but crown royal vanilla means that brown liquor means we about to spill some really good tea tonight oh, so you on the bra- uh, I'm, I'm having a mocktail today but i blended something up some strawberries some uh lemonade and some club soda so i'm fake drinking today okay i'm real <laughs> drinking today because it's the end of my, my first week here on college hill and i got some vodka and some sibling lemonade and some Red Bull, but it's a good day because I have two paydays now and today was our day. So I'm good and I'm going to celebrate. Cheers to you, Armand, for your week. And uh, thanks Thank for being you. with us this week. So wait a minute. You hitting the, you hitting the casino? Two paydays? Yeah, we get, I get my Fox Soul check on Wednesday and then my college Hill check on Friday. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to sneak out of the house. But Ooh. now that you've asked me out loud and producers can hear me because there's mics oh. everywhere. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Amon, uh, you definitely set your mark on TJF this week. Did you enjoy spending time with us and the Soulmates? Absolutely. I enjoyed spending time with you. Um, I enjoyed spending time with Al. Um, I also want to give a shout out to, you know, everyone that came before me from Quad to T.S. Madison to Dustin to Flame, because there were some very hard seats to fill. Shout out to Funky Dineva, too, because this was a very hard seat to fill. And, you know, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to actually be here. So shout out to you guys and shout out to the Soulmates and shout out to the whole Fox Soul production here. Uh, that's, you know, producer TGIF. Um, I'm really grateful and thankful um, because I usually host my own show. So it was different kind of being a part of an ensemble and I really enjoyed myself here and hopefully I can come back. So thank you guys for lending me your space out of blast. Uh-huh. And the good thing, and I tell the co-hosts sometimes that when they come on here, it's not about replacing Funky Denny because he can never be replaced. It is uh-huh. bringing whatever you bring to the table. So no one should ever try to be like him or whatever, because no one is going to be like him. Mm-hmm. So whatever your energy is that meshes with us, like that's going to be the guy or the girl. All right, y'all, let's get into these topics. Club Shay Shay has been trending, the trending topic on social media this week um, since their release of their exclusive interview with Monique. Now, during the interview, Monique discussed the time her trailer blew up on the set of Almost Christmas, and she shared footage of the aftermath on her social media. Wow, let's check this out. Remember how Taraji said the trailers were infested? Yes. Our trailers blew up. Wow. 
Well, that's the one up. Monique expressed that <laughs> the executives of the film, including Will Packer, were more so concerned about the safety of her character's wigs rather than her well-being. Wow, that's quite a charge. What are your thoughts on this, Al? Listen, Monique may tell a joke, but she will not tell a lie. And, and that's one thing about her. Now, if you listen or watch that Club Shay Shay interview, Monique always got receipts. And she's also a Sagittarius. And you know, one thing a Sagittarius is gonna do is keep them receipts and keep them records. Now, I'm not a Sag, but I'm just like her. She writes stuff down. She documents stuff. She makes sure that she remembers things. She, she, she keeps text messages. She keeps emails. She she keeps all that stuff just in case she's got to go back and bring the receipts back out. And in this case, that's exactly what she did. Now, everyone is kind of giving her a whole lot of flack about her Club Shay Shay interview. And I'm going to say this, you know, Monique has been through some traumatic experiences like all of us. And like we say all the time on this show, when you go through a traumatic experience with sexual assault, verbal abuse or whatever, you can't tell a person when to speak on it. The good thing about Monique is that when she go through hers, she speaks on hers. She don't wait 15, 10 years, five years. And that's one thing that I have to value about Monique in listening to the Club Shay Shay interview. And the last thing is I've been reading the comments and they talk a lot about her legacy and about does she want to go down like this? And I will say this, if you're going to stick to your guns about sharing your experience and walking in your truth, if that's going to mess up your career in order for those behind you to not have the same issues, then I'm going to give her a thumbs up for being that type of woman. Chris, uh, <laughs> we have a comment from YouTube uh, from Chris. He said, blew up. That sounds like what Diddy be allegedly doing to people. I'm going to have to put allegedly in there. Oh, actually, well, no, it's not really. And Monica says, I'm glad nobody was hurt. Armand, what do you think? I, I was with you until you said that Monique <laughs> should be out here risking her career for other people. Listen, I love Monique and she does have the receipts. I love that she has that because we would all think she's crazy crying and complaining. But even with the receipts, enough could be enough. Like at some point, mm -hmm. Monique, let it go. Pick and choose your battles, girl. We believe you. You've won. We don't need to know your whole 50 year career of everything that has happened and everybody that has done you wrong. You've gave us the bullet points now move on because we don't care at after a certain point because to be honest with you we all go through stuff in the entertainment business it's a shady business the girls are Ooh. shady daily every mm -hmm. single day it doesn't matter if it's tv acting music we all have a story to tell and if we come out crying about our grievances every single day in and day out no one's gonna give a damn Pick a card, pull a name, and get a number, and stand in line. Okay, we're over it, Monique. You said what you got to say. Now, please move on and give us great content. I'm going to go ahead and just point out the hypocrisy that one day people are against <laughs> Monique, and the next day they are for Monique. And I think that happens with quite a few people that commentate on this. And Monique, um, I don't think you should shut up as Armand is suggesting because black women are constantly being told to be quiet. We've heard enough. That's enough from you. It bothers me. So you shouldn't speak about what happened to you. You keep talking yourself because there's other women that you that that are counting on people like you to be vocal. And so what if people the wrong way? If it is truly your experience and if you truly have receipts, like Al said, then what is wrong with talking about it? I think with women, we have to say it, it has to be in the package that y'all like. 
for y'all to take it seriously. She got to be the right weight, the right skin tone, the right person, the right this, the right that, and make you feel comfortable. When really we're forgetting it's about Monique and what Monique has been through. And she has every right to speak on her experiences. Like why are we telling black women to shut up? Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. That's what we do in this country. All right, we have some comments from the chat. <laughs> Kelly says, it makes sense that Tiffany slammed Monique. She's friends with Will Packard. And uh, yeah, that's about it for that. Uh, that's it for the soulmates for that comment. All right, Krishan Rock is being accused of colorism after calling out a dark-skinned girl on social media. Take a look. You're broke as You're ugly as with a fat nose. You don't even, and I know you don't like your complexion because you look like one of them type of Oh, what are your thoughts on her remarks? Do you think social media should ban Krishan's profile? Armand? No. I, I, at some point, I just feel like the gaslighting has to stop. Everything is not a colorist comment. Everything is not against women. Everything is not against black people. Everything is not against gays. We have to stop being so sensitive. Some of this stuff is just kitchen table talk. She said the girl had nappy hair, big nose, and she hate, She looked like she hate herself. We all know somebody that looks like that, whether they're dark, white, big, fat, ugly, whatever. We've been there before. But I think that we take these type of comments, you know, when a person is trolling us and we, we, we pick them apart because they're picking us apart and we want to add color or race or gender bias to it when it's like, girl, it's not even that serious. Everybody is so sensitive these days. And it's like, everybody is not colorist. Everybody is not prejudiced. Everybody is not homophobic or transphobic. So at some point we need to stop being so sensitive about everything. And it's so much fake outrage out here. It's disgusting. Every day. Al, what do you think? Well, you know, I don't know. That was a pretty colorist comment right there, uh, Avon. Um, So I'm not going to, if you want no, nah, I'm sorry. That was a colorist comment. That simply was a colorist comment and it was intentional. But the thing is, I wouldn't get upset about it or I don't get upset about it because and I wouldn't use that as a reason to ban her from social media or ban her from her uh, her her rights, you know, her constitutional rights, um, because this to me sounds like it's on brand with who she is. You know, it's on brand with how she carries herself in the public these days. It's 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 on brand with her moral compass. So to hear her talk like this to someone, it is rude. It is disrespectful. It can be um, interpreted as colorist, but it's on brand with her. I don't expect anything more from Krishan. This is the same woman that, you know, has her boyfriend who's in jail face tattooed on her face. I mean, uh, picture tattooed on her face the same guy who publicly embarrassed her you know the same guy didn't they didn't they physically get into an altercation so i don't i don't give much credit to people like that but i do want to know because i know that claudia you have dealt with this quite a bit and and you've been really good at neutralizing it but tell us your experience because a lot of people kind of t you know teeter with you about being a colorist no, I'm not doing that with, with anybody right now because I've already apologized, addressed this that happened in 2005 and 2008. I'm not going to rehash this for more people that didn't know about it. So let's just stick to Krishan. Uh, I agree with you, Al, about Krishan uh, not really being the standard to expect a whole bunch from. This is not Michelle Obama that we're talking about. This is Krishan Rock that tattooed her cheating, abusive boyfriend, who, who she, she actually abuses herself on the side of her face that's in jail. I don't even know if that's her man or not. Can it be deemed colorist? Yes. Can it also be deemed as being too sensitive? Yes. Uh, sometimes I like to consider the source. I do think she was trying to throw a jab at a dark-skinned girl. And I think in this day and age, when we have, we've evolved so much past, you know, comments that we used to think were okay to do. 
everyone knows what's offensive to dark skin people now. And you cannot say those things right now. I do understand why it is perceived to be a colorist statement. And Krishan, I don't know if you're taking advice from TJF or if you're taking advice from anyone, but you have enough drama in your life right now. So maybe stay away from, you can, you, you can say other insults to someone outside of their skin color because it's going to deem you as a colorist and it's going to be hard to get away right. from that. Terrence right. uh, said, well, she mentioned her complexion and hair and nose. Sounds colorist to me. But yeah, I just the black like, woman saying big nose and all that, it's, I think that's odd. I really, but I, I just feel like have you, so no one, whether you're a viewer or anybody on this panel, you've never talked about anyone's looks. You've never, you know, dragged somebody or made a shady comment. Does that make you colorist? I know I've talked crap about people all the time. You know, people well, say I, you're a colorist. People say I hate women. They say all kind of crazy stuff, and it's just simply not true. I just may not like you. I might think you're ugly. I might think you have a big nose. I might think you have nappy hair. I might think that you your breath stinks. I might think you're fat. Whatever I feel, does that make me fat phobic, a colorist, a racist, all of these things? No, it just means I don't like you. I think well, I'll I'll tell, I'll tell you. Go ahead, Al. No, I'll tell you, Armand, and uh, I think for me, being a multiracial, light-skinned guy, I, I do have to watch my tongue. And I definitely have to watch it more now when I'm on a public platform because I, I could be labeled a colorist even though I was just telling a joke or being honest about someone at that particular time. It's it. And I think that I think it's a little bit harder for us who are lighter skin because that's the first thing they want to point to when you make an observation about somebody else that's of a darker skin tone. And that's what I that that's interesting because that's like I have that burden of doing that for no reason except for the light skin that I have. Does that make sense? Mm, I understand. So, yeah, I have to be sensitive. I mean, I can't even tell a joke because if I tell a joke, people can can label me as a colorist. And I don't or think that's fair, but or it's it is a like responsibility. A, or it's like being a gay person having doing a comment on women or this. You're like, now you hate women or you don't like, you right. know what I mean? So so it's mm -hmm. like, I mean, at some point we just got to fair is fair. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Like at some point we just got to stop being so sensitive about every darn thing like it is what it is. I, I, mean, I agree we're a bit sensitive. I know we have to go to break, but I'll just end on this note. If you don't want to be deemed a colorist, hating black women or hating the, the community, then don't make a pattern out of it because you can't keep saying, well, it's just that person if it's 20,000 people, if it's 10 people, if it's, you know, if it's a lot of people. Now, if it's a, a individual event, a, you know, a unique event or a couple of people, but when it's constant, then yes. So, Krishan, we're watching you. Hopefully this is a one-time thing. You get a pass for this. But if it's a constant thing, then it's going to be hard to shake that assessment of you. All right, y'all. Coming up next, we have your Super Bowl weather forecast with Fox weather meteorologist Kiana Lewis. And later, a woman claims heterosexual women have dated down low men. She says all of us have. I, kind of mm, with I can't wait for that. A lot of y'all <laughs> hide. Keep it here. We'll be right back. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
All right, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. Happy Friday. All right, through rain, sleet, snow, or sunshine, the Super Bowl 58 game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs will be taking place this Sunday in one of my favorite cities, Las Vegas. And for those who are traveling to Sin City, don't worry because we have you covered uh, in our soulful forecast with Kiana Lewis. Please welcome to the platform, Fox weather meteorologist, Kiana Lewis. Hey, Kiana, how are you feeling tonight? Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here with you. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Let's get right into it because people are heading to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. All right. Football, football fans from all over will be traveling to Vegas this weekend for the big game, or should I say Usher's concert that just happens to have a game infused. Kiana, what can you tell us about the forecast in Las Vegas this weekend and how should our soulmates be prepared? I think if folks are heading to Sun City, say tonight, you do have to grab the umbrella. It's going to be a bit rainy in Sun City, but tonight's going to be the only night that it's going to be raining. By tomorrow, we kick off the festivities for our soulmates. The sunshine is out. Temperatures are going to be a bit cooler but we do have quiet conditions in terms of the weather. The weather's been outrageous across the West Coast, and Vegas, unfortunately, has caught some of that wet weather. So by tonight, you're heading out, definitely grab the umbrella, but by tomorrow, we do have temperatures back into the 50s. We have more sunshine in place. It will be a bit breezy, though, so definitely want to layer up there, too. Okay, Kiana, based on your forecast report, you know, rainy today, sunny tomorrow, what are some activities that tourists can explore while navigating through Vegas? Well, you know, Vegas, Sin City is a lot of fun. So I definitely say you got to bring out the big funds for these, you know, festivities that are going on. I think one party that's going to be catching the eye starting tonight is going to be Shaq's Funhouse. So Shaq O'Neal is going to be going to party tonight. He's actually going to be performing himself. He has little Wayne performing there tonight, too. Tomorrow, we take things a little bit more slower. It's a soulful celebration for our soulmates. Uh, we have Cedric the Entertainer, as well as Tashina uh, Arnold, She's going to be hosting this. It's going to be Mary Mary, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, we also have Kurt Franklin there tomorrow as well for the soulful celebration. And then by tomorrow night, I think that's the big party. We got Michael Rubin. He's going to be throwing a Super Bowl party. We have Meek Mill, Fab. Um, we're going to have Ice Spice. I know that a lot of folks there like her. Uh, Travis Scott's going to be performing. A couple of other people there too. So by tomorrow night, I think the festivities really kick off with all those live performances. Okay, really cool. Uh, Kiana, now we all know the Kansas City Chiefs will try to defeat the San Francisco 49ers this weekend in hopes of continuing their run as the Super Bowl champs. What mm -hmm. can you tell us about the forecast in those particular cities? Uh, let's start with San Francisco first. So San Francisco is still picking up the pieces. Um, I don't know if you guys saw earlier this week we had big storms moving through. So we're still dealing with flooding today. But I think by tomorrow the wet weather does come to an end. We do have more cooler conditions that are going to be ushering in. But nonetheless, we have sunshine returning. Uh, San Francisco is a microclimate city, so you got to bundle up during the evening hours if y'all are heading out for the Bay Area for our soulmates, uh, for the evening, you know, festivities that are kicking off in the Bay Area. And then by tomorrow and into Sunday, I think things really start to pick up and look a lot better for, Kans uh, for San Francisco. Kansas City actually looks pretty gorgeous for our soulmates. So I don't think you'll have issues going out in KC. But it will be cool. So you definitely want to bundle up there, too. It is still February, but um, we're looking at better conditions in terms of the weather. And KC. All right, Kiana, what are you most the most excited about this week, you know, with this weekend's game? And did you hear that Lil John and Alicia Keys will be joining Usher 
doing the halftime show. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. I was looking. I, I, I love Usher. I was looking at Little John, but I don't know if you guys heard that Alicia Keys might be showing up. So I'm even more excited. I've been calling the Super Bowl Usher's concert the whole time, low key. So I'm not really here for the Super Bowl. I'm here for Usher and his performances. Um, but I do hope that he brings out some guests as we as we head into Super Bowl uh, halftime. Uh, I wish I could be there. I had a room booked at the Mandalay Bay and I had to get rid of it because I'm working, but I know it's going to be a fun time and y'all going to turn up. It's going to be a great time. Vegas, the Super Bowl, money bets, like just party celebrities going to be great. All right, Kiana, thanks for breaking down our soulful forecast. We appreciate you. All right, coming up next, Jonathan Majors is facing new abuse accusations and later Shirley Ralph may be reprising one of her classic roles. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, leave some comments in the chat, and we'll try to get to some later on in the show. All right, y'all, we have an update on Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is back in the news after recently being accused of abuse by two more of his ex-girlfriends. According to the New York Times, Majors' ex-fiance, Emma Duncan, alleges that he was emotionally abusive during their relationship and also choked bruised and threw her around. And Mara Hooper, who dated majors during their college years, alleges she was emotionally abused by the actor, who also threatened to kill himself after she found out he was having an affair. What are your thoughts on these new allegations? Let's go to you first, Al. Hey, listen, we talked about this here on the show. The Manhattan District Attorney back in April, back in April said that it was multiple women, that it was several women, that he had more than nine calls and, and, and interviews in his office. But you know what, Claudia, you know what I did? So I Googled these young ladies and then they also said classmates on Facebook and ex-girlfriends have come forward. And guess what? All of them have one thing in common. And what do you think that is? They're white. None of them are black women. And I think that that there could lie where the problem is and where there's smoke, there might possibly be a fire in this case. And I just feel like the way that his attorney is handling this is completely detrimental to his career. Her issuing a statement saying that that's how he was back then. That's not how he is now. It's basically admitting that he was aggressive and could possibly have done some type of behavior that was abusive. I thought that was the worst statement that an attorney could have on behalf of a black male. What do you mean you said that must be the, that might be the problem? Like they were all white. What do you mean? No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like he has this infinity for a certain type of woman. And well, let me just say this. 
He has an affinity for a certain type of woman. In each one of those cases, one thing that has been coming clear is that they all say that he choked them and that he was physically aggressive with them and that he threw them. So I'm just saying, I don't know that there would be multiple women of color who would allow a man to choke them on a regular basis like this. Okay. All right, Armand, what are your thoughts? Wait, Al, wait. Go ahead, Armand. You don't know if there was wait that was that was that was a wild statement. Wow, you don't know if he allowed if they were like if what? I'm, what I'm trying if to say allowed, that he, yeah. it didn't come out right. This is a deal. Yeah. I don't know a guy. I don't know a, a a black male that is an abuser, right? Where he will have multiple in relationships with multiple women where they would allow it. How about that? I feel like, you know, maybe one or two, maybe three or four, but I feel like somewhere in there, they would have been like, listen, you're not going to freaking choke me out. That's just my opinion though. Uh, well, I, I, I definitely believe that he's guilty on this. I mean, because they even have in reports that he admitted that, you know, there was a, they were all, all the relationships at that time were toxic and, you know, very emotionally draining and toxic. And he was a part of it. But what, one thing that was standing out to me is the fact that, you know, he would always, or seemingly mention that he would kill himself and, you know, kill them or, you know, rip the baby out of them. Like he, like his heart got ripped out. Like it's, I don't know, it was a lot of manipulation and verbal abuse. And I feel like there's physical abuse there. I don't really think it matters of whether they're white or black. I just think that, uh, he was abusing these women, I do believe. And see, this is the difference between what we were talking about, Claudia, the other day and today. I feel like these stories are like, they're very detailed. You know, why, why we don't see all the proof and evidence. I feel like these stories with these women, they're all sounding the same. The language is the same. So it's hard for me to believe that all of these women are like making this story up against this mm -hmm. one man. You know what I'm saying? So they're all aligning with each other. So to me, when I see a story like this, I'm like, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. This guy definitely did something. And then you have him admitting that, you know, this was just a toxic situation that I was in. So um, that this is the type of stuff that I like to see when a victim comes forward, like a detailed description of what happened. So then there's not a lot of gray room for iffiness and, you know, obscurities and objections, objections. <laughs> I will say this, and I hope y'all take this segment just seriously, just for a second, because I know there's some laughter the other day and it really actually made me feel a way because I am a victim of sexual abuse. And y'all, was, it was just really not, I felt like it was just a weird space. And it's hard to talk about these things, but I know this is TGIF, but we got to have some kind of conversations where they are uncomfortable, but they're real. I will tell you this. A lot of people like to try to come for victims if they don't have the details proper, if they are inaccurate or if they leave some things out or if they take a long time to come forward. When you are traumatized from a situation, sometimes as a, a, a mechanism for self-perseverance, your mind will make you, you'll forget some things. Your details will not be there. You won't have everything right. So I just want to say this. Yes. Are there women? Yes. Are there women that lie about these things? Yes. Are there men that lie about being abusers? Yes. Should we just paint, you know, just paint, just write them off with one broad stroke? No. And I do want people to just be a little bit more open-minded. That's all I ask is be a little bit open-minded. If someone's account of something isn't perfect for you, does not mean that it did not happen. 
And I like the fact that people are coming forward. And yes, we do need the ones that do have great memories and great detailed evidence about it to present them because it helps the people who are a little blurry on things. I know a lot of times the victims of sexual abuse and molestation, they block things out. And later on, the memories resurface years later. And I think those people are to be, be believed too. But according to the way we, th we, we are going in our comments now, it's like, oh, girl, why are you waiting so long? It must not have really happened. No. Until you are in a position, I'm not sure what y'all's history is with sexual abuse. And I pray neither one of y'all had that. Mm -hmm. It will change your chemistry in your brain. It will change a normal person who is rational into someone who's not. Because you don't know what it feels like to be held down, pinned down, and have something taken from you or to be abused. So it's like very easy to sit from our chair and like judge. I'm happy these women are coming forward with details, but let's not count people out that don't have all those details because it doesn't mean they're lying. Let's go to the chat real quick. Uh, Al, do you like reading any comments? Oh, sure. Christina said, many men have abused several of their women. R. Kelly, Russell Simmons, Diddy, Chris Brown. Mike said, Jonathan should have been a boxer and not an actor. Sheila said, Jonathan has a pattern. That's why CAA dropped him. And Jessica said, he beating everything except these charges. All right. I, I just want to add to the sexual thing, because I think what you said is important. And I just want to say, you know, if yesterday that you felt that way, I definitely didn't mean to make you feel that way in any way. So I'm going to apologize here a lot. I, I really did. And I know people are commenting on my energy. And I know this is like a no-no on television, but like I, I've been raped before, y'all. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. I don't I don't appreciate two men laughing when I'm talking about we should have laws. And I was trying to say we should have laws in place that address women that lie and men that lie. Yeah. You know, like it's very hard to put these things out there and for it to be used as fodder or to have like a little boy moment. Like, I don't like that you guys. And I don't, and I think it stops people from wanting to share their experiences mm -hmm. and someone out there could really be like needing to hear that. But thank you for apologizing. Amon. I, I'll let you finish your comment. I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. No, 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 I understand. So that totally makes sense. But I think for me yesterday is important. And I, and you know, this is just from where I sit. It's important that, you know, not to take away from that moment, but it's still important that we hold women to that same degree mm -hmm. when they're being accused of sexual harassment. And also it's important that when a man comes forward about being sexually harassed by another man, we take it just as serious. And I find that we don't have this same level of seriousness when a woman is in the seat of being an accuser or when a man is speaking out, not taking away from a woman speaking out against a man. But I just feel like it's only meant to be taken down very quiet, very serious when it's a woman versus a man. But when it's a man on man or a woman to man, it's like, oh, girl, that's not true. Or it's then it then it's OK. So I just think all across the board, all spectrums, we should have a level of seriousness with it all the way across the board. So I, I, I agree, but it needs, I, to, it needs I, to be across the board. And I agree with you too. I agree. I had a man cry to me about being sexually abused. And I know that was the hardest thing he had to do because he probably didn't know if I would judge him or not. And I, I cried with him. And mm -hmm. I think men do not get taken seriously when they talk. And that's why they never report it because, oh, now I'm gay. And then that's a negative mm -hmm. thing. On, and, you know what I mean? Like, I agree with you with that. And I actually do have smoke for women that lie about this because I'm a victim for real. Women or men that lie on this, the aggressor or the victim, hurt real victims, whether you're male or female. And that's period, point blank. It really is. It. All right. Keep it locked because mm -hmm. coming up next, find out which role Shirley Ralph may reprise. And later we are playing the Super Bowl halftime edition of Hit or Miss. We'll be right back.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. All right, Emmy Award-winning actress Cheryl Lee Ralph was moved to tears during a recent interview on The View after Whoopi Goldberg asked if she'd be open to reprising her role in the upcoming film Sister Act 3. Fantastic movie. I love the first one. Whoopi said, we're in the process of putting together Sister Act 3. Would you come be part of it? Whatever it is. Cheryl replied emotionally, Whoopi, Whoopi, would you guys be here for this opportunity. And real quick, Cheryl Lee played the role of Lauren Hill's character's mother in Sister Act 2. She became a phenomenon for her classic line, singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. Singing is no guarantee for a future. There are a lot of people out there that uh, singing that could have, should have, would have. All right. Armando Scotty first, what do you think? I think this is great. I love Sister Act 2. Um, I love Shirley Ralph and I love it. I'm here for it. So yeah, I'm all in. I'm here for it for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think? You like this? No, oh, man. Let me tell you, when Shirley Ralph got emotional, I got emotional. I really love, I really love this movie. And and I, I got so excited. The first thing that came to my mind was, is Lauren Hill gonna come back? Now that you're announcing and asking people to come back, I was like, is Lauren Hill going to come back? How iconic would it be if Shirley and Lauren Hill both came back for this movie with Whoopi? I, 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 I just I'm just like sitting here waiting to hear who else is attached to the project. You know, I would love to see her come back. She had such an amazing last couple of years. Remember, we was at the awards in um, L.A. when we first got we got our first award for TJF and we met her. She was there. Al? You talking about Lauren Hill? No, Cheryl Lee. Oh Cheryl yeah, Lee. absolutely. No, I, I see Cheryl Lee here in, in uh, LA quite a bit. She's just so gracious. She's just so warm. She's just such like a martyr in our community and in, in, in the entertainment industry. I, I can't say enough positive things about Cheryl Lee, Ralph. Shirley, do it. We would love to see you in it. I think that'd be amazing. All right, y'all. A woman is sparking controversy online after implying that all women have dated a down low man. Check this out. I feel like every bitch has with a DL man. Whether you know it, didn't known it or not, you with that. You know, and it's like you might not have with him after you found out, but I'm telling you, every bitch in America has with a man as DL. Hmm. All right, y'all, do you guys agree? And have you ever dated a woman while creeping on the DL? Al, you know, I'm going to eat first. What do you Ooh, think? Ah. <laughs> I'm, okay, since I'm your resident, I guess what people would consider as a DL, I'm definitely not DL. I don't condone the DL culture, but I am bisexual. And it's a fact. And I choose, if I choose that I'm going to be with a woman, 
then I'm going to be with a woman. I'm not going to creep on the down low with a man. If I choose to be with a man, I'm going to be with a man. I'm not going to creep on the down low with a woman. And so my whole thing is, the first thing is I had to learn that down low is an African-American slang that's only speaks to the African-American community. So my first question is, why is that, number one? And number two, I would like to shift the conversation here. Why do DL men exist? I think that's the big question here. Why do DL men exist? And if I'm honest, I think most DL men exist because they 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 are afraid of the homophobia that exists in the black community. For me, I think a good way to kind of neutralize all of this conversation, because the conversation is getting kind of old, is that we should really focus on creating safe spaces for black men to express their sexuality without judgment. If you create a safe space, then men don't have to be on the down low. They don't have to be deceptive as it relates to their sexuality. Because to me, sexuality is a spectrum. Right. And many freely express their love, but not everyone is open. Period. Ow, ow. Hold on. I need to bring it back because I have a question. though. I just have one question. I need to know. Have you ever been attracted to men while dating a woman and she didn't know? I'm a bisexual man, so I'm attracted to men and women and trans. I'm a, oh. I, I am a bisexual man. I'm attracted to a lot of things. I am fluid. I, my spectrum is wide. So if I'm dating someone because I am bisexual, I let them know from the beginning, this is what's up. This is what's up. Either oh. you're into it or you're not. But I'm not one of those dudes that when I meet a woman just to get her in bed, I'm not going to tell her about my sexuality. I'm woman you've been with knew that you would get it in with a man at so there was never a secret every woman that i've been with since i found out and came to the acknowledgement that i am bisexual moving forward i have always been honest i have to it's it's yeah. a health risk for everybody involved mm. i'm responsible i'm a responsible individual and i didn't get to this age by being irresponsible and i don't get to this position in my life by not being honest I love that. So I think personally that um, I believe it's true. I believe that at some point, you know, for the most part, you know, women have um, messed with a deal man at some point or a man that's trying to figure it out at some point in their life. If you've lived long, long enough, you know, and I think a part of that is uh, why we have so much homophobia, though, especially in the black community, because I think, you know, sometimes these guys are figuring out who they are and they're finding out, you know, maybe I'm into men um, and, you know, they end up coming out to the girl or telling their wives. And then all of a sudden the woman becomes jaded. And then you have then this birth of like, oh, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay, you know, and then all this homophobia happens. But so I believe that 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 is true. Claudia, what do you think? I'm interested to know. Do you think you've ever messed with a DL man? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And I'm tired of women getting the blame. Oh, because women create this toxic environment for men and not a safe place. Well, I think people need to start being honest out the gate. Like if you, I think a lot of men want to have it both ways. I want to have their cake and eat it too. And not, no one has ever told me that they were bisexual. No one has ever mm. asked me my oh. opinions if I would be open to it. No one has ever said, hey, we have great chemistry and great vibes. And I really like you. We're sexually attracted to each other. We're compatible. But I have been with a man before. No one has ever asked me if I was okay with it. They just assumed. I'm not letting women take that as our, that is not our fault. 
That is your fault. That is something within you. You don't feel confident. All this, my truth, my truth, my truth. Live in your mm. truth. If you uh -huh. feel that way, be bold, be loud. I. That's why I actually really respect gay men that say I am gay, and then not then they're they're. And I know that's scary to say that because you're letting go of something. So let me ask you this: If a man, if a man was interested in you and checked all the boxes, and he told you, hey, be with him. I think I already have. <laughs> no, if a man came to you and said, Claudia, you know, you guys are going on dates. It's a thing. And he's like, you know, but I have to tell you, you know, I have been with a man once in my life. I tried it, but I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. Would you, would you be with him? Keep it real. I don't feel like you would. Uh, actually, I actually would because that was dating someone who I was extremely attracted to and in the, am I, am I, okay. Physically and emotionally, I really liked him. And I feel like I was like 95% sure that he was bisexual mm -hmm. at, or that he had messed with a man at one point. And I feel like he was afraid to tell me. And I was like, little does he know I'm so evolved and I'm older. I'm 50 y'all. I'm not a 22 year old that has not traveled the world. I'm not a 25 year old that hasn't seen a lot. I have heard a lot. I've had many conversations. I understand people are complex and they're not just black or white. And I, I told one of my friends, I said, if he would just come out and just tell me, mm. I still like him. I still would deal with him. I'm okay with this. You know, of course you can't do it while you're with me. Exactly. Just like you mm. can be with a mm -hmm. woman, but like give women the can't stop thinking and i think it's a cop out when men say oh it's because women make it so it's not a safe place you would be surprised one ten to one whatever it is now how many women if you truly asked us no one asked us if we'd be okay with it honestly have you ever like most men have not really told a woman al i, I think you have and, and that's great that's admirable but there's a lot of men that choose to be sneaky straight and gay and then somehow it's our fault. It's not our fault. Well, I didn't, fault. I don't, I don't, I don't, I hope you didn't interpret what I said as saying women are responsible. I never said that. I said, no, but I hear that a lot. I just hear oh, that a lot. Okay, cool. I, I don't want you to be getting mad at me again. I'm not mad at anybody. No, okay. I'm going to make you mad at me. No, I'm just saying, creating that safe space, I think Claudia will help address that. I think it's a burden for black men, especially in the black community. I don't know about other black men who are, who have sexuality is not straight, but for me, I still have a responsibility. I feel I have a responsibility to always protect my community and the women of my community. So for me to constantly um, talk about it or wear it on my sleeve, for me in my age group, it wasn't something that I did. Now, I wish I had been more vocal sooner for sure, because it helped It helped empower the generation behind me to do the same. And that's the thing I love about this young generation. This young generation is like, listen, this is what we like. This is who we are. It is what it is. That's why I love seeing Dwayne Wade's transgender daughter stepping into her space. That's why I love hearing T.S. Madison talk about these issues. But I feel like just as a community as a whole, if we want to get past this DL culture, then we need to create a safe space for black men to feel safe and sharing their sexual or uh, not orientation, but just their sexual um, preferences. That's all I'm saying. But last thing, and before we go, I just think we have to keep it real. If you ask 95% of black women, would they be with a man if they, he's ever had any dealings with a man, they're going to tell you no. Like, let's just yeah, and that And that's totally okay. We have that right. And I think people are trying to shame women that say, oh, that's, that's some kind of homophobia. No, we have the right to say we want a, a man. 
that hasn't. There's nothing wrong with that either. And what we're not going to do is force women into doing something because of a, a fear of a, a label of a false label of homophobia that does not make you afraid of a gay man. Yeah. That does not make you afraid of a community. It is a preference. I prefer because it's too easy to cheat, y'all. You could be like, mm. oh, I'm just going to the gym with my boy. And you'll I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes it too easy. Oh, we're gonna go play a PlayStation. (laughs) Are you cheating? I get it. I get it. It's hard to be a straight man. Now you got two options. (laughs) I get it. I wouldn't do it either. Claudia, I'll tell you this. We got to go to the next topic. I know, but I will tell you this. The answer lies in what we just shared. You know, um, when I was 20 and when you were 20, our answers would not be the same. Oh, absolutely. I would say it would be a hard no for me. It would be a hard no. <laughs> right, exactly. Why? So there there we have it. I think that's the that's a great thing about working here and having these conversations with you and having being on this platform. We can be honest and we can help educate. Love it. All right. We got to move on because they're about to cuss us out. In the news of dropping it like it's hot, a stripper admitted to making $14,000 in one night after giving a man a lap dance. All right, mm. what are your thoughts? And does this make you want to switch careers? I'll get all that booty over there. You ain't really using it for good. You just up under a jacket. What do you think? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Did you read the article where the strippers in Las Vegas, there's a stripper in Las Vegas that makes about $300,000 a year stripping? And they are expecting that strippers in Las Vegas this weekend surrounding the Super Bowl are expecting to make, like this young lady right here, here fifteen thousand dollars a night i don't know about you all. if i wasn't so old i would be breaking out my deck on stripping gear and start <laughs> swinging around so or something that's a, that's good money yeah that's past good money that's great money okay i can't uh-huh. tell you how many times i've contemplated you know uh putting on my best pink wig okay and throwing it side to side and making the thing <laughs> clap okay <laughs> but no honestly you know stripper culture has become the new it job you know like who wants to go to school and become a doctor anymore when you can just you know throw some ass in a pink wig and you know you know become a millionaire and then you couple that with only fans who needs education these days? So, you know, the mm. stripper and the whole culture is winning right now, to be honest. Mm. I just so hope I, that the money that they make, that they are smart with it, like pay off some debt, pay off some school debt, go back to college, get a trade, because you can't strip for all your life. I always say on the show, we are in a constant race to the bottom. (laughs) Other ways to make money, y'all, a a whole bunch. Uh, Dominique says, I've done more for free. I need to change careers. All right, y'all, before we take a break, let's check out this Black History Moment sponsored by Nissan. Fox Soul celebrates Black history makers who have broken barriers and created change. Miss Black America is the first pageant in the United States to set the stage and open the door for women of color. Before Miss Black America forged its own path, there was the Miss America beauty pageant. It was restricted to white women only. In 1967, J. Morris Anderson, a black businessman, was inspired by his daughters to create Miss Black America. In 1968, the first Miss Black America pageant was held in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in protest to the Miss America pageant. 19-year-old Sandra Williams was crowned the first Miss Black America, setting a new standard of beauty in the USA. We are here to be a complementary force to help further the, uh, the black movement. 
The success of Miss Black America broke down the color barriers and opened the doors for change. In 1970, the Miss America pageant accepted its first black contestant, Shell Brown. Today, the Miss Black America pageant is celebrating 55 years of black beauty. Every year, there is a glamorous and dazzling pageant that continues to showcase and inspire black women. The reigning Miss Black America is Ashley Myatt. Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, proudly presented by Nissan. Experience a whole new thrill of driving. Thank you so much, Nissan, for that. Al, what are your thoughts on this historic pageant? You know what, Nissan? You guys keep getting it right. I love the fact that Nissan has decided to profile the Miss Black American pageant because remember, it was formed because of a protest against racism in mainstream American pageantry. And today they have successfully merged pageantry with activism and entertainment, something that not many platforms have been able to do like this. And I want to commend them. And also shout out to Ashley. Way to go, Ashley. And hopefully we should have Ashley on the show if we're profiling the Miss Black America pageant during this week. I mean, during this month. Armand, what are your thoughts? Sign me up. I want a Nissan. Nissan makes me feel proud to be black, and I'm happy that they are doing this for Black History Month, shining light on our black people. As a girl that started off in pageants, my entire career started with pageants back in the day, and I actually went to Miss Black America in Indianapolis in 1991. It's quite an eventful year. Uh, I love that we have this because we were kept out of this thing. The gatekeepers kept us out. We had to create our own. And I love it. Thank you so much, Nissan, for highlighting this pageant. All right, coming up, we are playing our halftime edition of Hit or Miss. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Welcome back to the show. Now, in honor of the upcoming Super Bowl, we are going to determine which past halftime performers understood the assignment in a fun game of hit or miss. Soulmates, feel free to play along in the chat. Let's cue that music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take it back to the year 2013 with Beyonce. Was her performance a hit or was it a miss? Armand, go first. I'm going hit. Anything with Beyonce in it is a complete hit. Al? I'm going to say anything with Destiny Child, complete hit. I used to love how they coordinated, especially their outfits. Look at those outfits right there. They get it right. I'll say a hit as well. What about Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige from 2022 when it was in L.A.? This was popping. Al, what do you think? Absolutely a hit. You could feel the energy if you were in that stadium. And even if you watched it on television, definitely two thumbs up. They made me proud to be a part of the hip hop culture. I'm going hit for sure. It was Mary J. Blige for me. She was in her Beyonce moment, baby. I lived for Mary in that moment. She ate it up. This was such an L.A. friendly performance and people in the city were feeling it. It was so I remember these vibes. I lived there for so long. 
hits, hits, hits. All right, y'all, let's take it back to 20, 2004 with Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, he diddy. Nelly, Justin Timberlake, hit or miss? Armand, let's go to you first on this one. That was a hit, and I hate what that did for Janet's career, but it was a hit. That was iconic. Most legendary Super Bowl ever, ever. Mm, can't lie. All right, Al. Definitely a hit. It was hot. Everything about it was steamy. I enjoyed it. I hate the back, the backlash though. But other than that, it was awesome. I'm gonna say it was a hit for Janet Jackson in the Super Bowl, and it was a miss for Justin Timberlake the way he did not come to her defense like he should have. We have not forgotten. Uh, invitation revoked for the cookout. All right, what about Prince featuring the Florida AM marching band in 2008? Hit or miss? Armand. Oh, I don't remember, but I'm going to just say hit because it's Prince. I love me some Prince. All right. Now, this yeah. is definitely a hit. The fact that he profiled a HBCU band and wore their colors, which we know Prince, <laughs> Prince is not that, you know, easy to sway on what he's going to wear. But this was a hit across the board, especially for HBCUs. First of all, we're not about to do ever on Fox Soul and especially during Black History Month is ever give Prince the artist formerly known as Prince and all the other names he's had a miss and he is always a hit. This man was perfection every single time. I've never seen him make a flub. All right, last but not least, how about Rihanna's halftime show last year? Hit or miss? Al, going to you first. Uh, you know, I, I say it was a hit to coordinate all those dancers on those moving platforms. And for her to have that baby bump and wearing that red, I definitely thought it was a hit. And clearly, the viewers thought so, too, because the numbers were up more than 100%. Armand. Hit, hit, hit. I was in there screaming. I love Rihanna. So anything Rihanna does is a hit. And she looks sickening. And she had and she did it effortlessly. So a hit, 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 hit. I'm going to keep it a buck on this. Before I realized she was pregnant, I was like, eh, not as energetic as usual. If we're being honest, I was like, she usually gives more than that. Not that she's a huge dancer, because she's not. But once it showed that she was she was sharing her pregnancy with us, then it became a super hit to do all of that in spite, despite being pregnant. That made it a hit out of this park. All right, y'all, that was a lot of fun. Armand, did you have fun with us this week? Yes, I had fun. Al, I love you. Claudia, I love you. Thank you again for having me on your platform. And shout out to all the soulmates who embraced me. And shout out to the BNB squad for coming through and supporting. I love you guys. Thanks so much. All right. Any any plans for this weekend? Real quick. Five, ten seconds. Al, anything? Oh, I thought we were going to cover the Miss Netta story. Uh, we don't. We only have 34 seconds, so okay. I mean, well, I can try to say it real quick. A few weeks ago, we caught up with viral sensations Miss Netta and Charles, who dropped a few exclusive on the show. Well, now the couple is planning to undergo cosmetic surgery and a BBL and fat removal. We don't have time to get our comments on this, but guess what, y'all? Don't worry, because T will be back on Monday, and we will get into all of this about them getting snatched because I kind of want to see these results. <laughs> all right. I would like to thank our special guest host, um, Fox weather meteorologist, Keanu Lewis and my co-host Al Reynolds and Armand Wiggins for joining me tonight. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye y'all. Stay tuned Bye. for straight street flavor. Bye. We'll be right back.